of the players are treated as like almost celebrity. I'll That's say. awesome because yeah, yeah. I would think that like if if like Logan Paul decided to start playing, who's he gonna ask to to train him? You're gonna get like Azul mm-hmm. or Tord or or someone like that, yeah. and then it's like you're 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 going to the moon, Azul. You're going to the moon at that point, which like <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> What up, guys? Welcome to Faded Town, number one Pokemon podcast in the world. These are facts. Look them up in a book. Google them. Pokestats them. We're back with the one-on-ones. It's, it's, a, it's a Monday episode. Um, I know it's been a while. I've been doing a lot of stuff, but we're back with them. Um, before we jump into everything, make sure you like, subscribe, um, leave a review on iTunes, and you got a chance to get on the, the show. And I'm telling you, you leave a review on iTunes, I might have missed this one last week, but... It's gonna like I'm gonna see it eventually, and you're gonna get <laughs> on the show. Like, leave a review on iTunes if you really want to get on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, last week we had a five star rating on iTunes from Faded Mom. She left like a paragraph, so I'm not gonna read the whole thing. But basically, it's that her kid stopped uh, playing, but she still supports. She still watches every week, and uh, yeah, like. That's what I'm talking about, guys. The support is awesome <laughs> out here. Like, it's super cool. Um, that's a dope-ass uh, uh, username, Faded Mom. That's what's up. Uh, I love I love the inspiration. But, yeah, thanks, guys. If you guys, again, if you guys want a chance to get on the show, just uh, leave a review. Comment down below. Um, only, like, again, 50% of you guys are subscribed to this channel that are watching. Um, we got to get those numbers up, boys. We got to get those numbers up. All right? Um, this week, I know I, I teased this in our last episode. Um, there's there's been a lot, guys. We've had <laughs> we got to talk about like Pokemon's a different world now, guys. Um, yeah. Ever since Logan Paul opened up some freaking Pokemon cards with over like it was over three hundred thousand people watching him at, at once. Uh, the numbers of how like you can't go to Target, boys. There's no cards on Target anymore. And if there are, you have to wait in line. Um, and they're off the shelf. You have to be there. You have to know right when the person <laughs> shows up with the cards. You have to be in line waiting. And then it's gone. Yeah. And, like, there, there are signs everywhere saying, like, you can only take one. Um, there's videos of, like, employees at the stores, like, taking all of them. And people are going crazy. It's just like, it's such a new world. Before you'd go to Target and it's just a bunch of Pokemon cards, you get whatever you want. You, mm-hmm. I like, I never pre ordered anything. <laughs> I was just like, man, I'll just pick it up at Target or my local game store. Now I'm, I'm messaging freaking Jenks that lives across the planet. <laughs> like, dude, please tell me, like, maybe you got one uh, ED, ETB. And they're like, yeah, but it's like four times the price, man. And I'm like, what are we doing here? I'm not buying any product. I'm like, it's just a, such a headache. And then Logan Paul goes and decides he's buying all. He just put out a video. He's mm-hmm. buying all the, the the what is it, um, first edition booster boxes, base set booster boxes. Mm-hmm. And he's just going to open them every month. Like, these numbers are not going down, boys. Like, if you were sitting at home and you're like, 
I'll just wait it out. Because that's what I'm doing. I'm like, I'll just wait it out. There's no way. There's no way. And then we seen, like, um, I, I did take advantage of this. We seen the uptick in, like, really bad full art trainer cards that, that are, like, went from, like, $4 to $100. And I'm like, when I seen that, I'm like, cool, I'll get rid of all that. And then once I sold them, I'm like, wait a minute, this is an issue. I'm never going to be able to play, like, full art trainer cards anymore. Like, yeah, I'm like they're, they're not going to stay up. Like three weeks later, I'm looking. It's worse. It's worse now. I'm like, yeah. this is crazy. And we're here to talk about that. We got Franco with us, and he says mm-hmm. this has been going on in Japan like two years ago. So that like he kind of has the insight on he. I, it's not end all be all, but it's kind of this has happened before in a different culture that I think a lot of Western people just are so not connected to don't understand um, that we, we, it's a good discussion to see like in Japan, this has been uh, these price has gone up so high in Japan two years ago mm-hmm. that they've kind of dealt with this. And, and, and Franco's got the insight on that. And I think it's a fun discussion. I think a lot of people are collecting now. I've had like, so many friends that don't even never even played the Pokemon game like hit me up. It's like, hey, you do a Pokemon podcast? Like, do you open yeah. cards? And I'm like, no, I don't open cards. But like, it's just cool to see that a lot of people are playing. And um, I don't know what 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 do you think? Like, what what went on in Japan? And like, kind of give a backstory of yourself so people kind of understand like where where this is all coming from. Okay, uh, so first of all, hi, uh, my name is Franco, <laughs> if you don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you know me, cool, uh, I've been around. Uh, I'm, like, um, for those who doesn't know, um, I am originally from Japan, and I'm currently living in Florida, uh, but uh, when it comes to competitive Pokemon TCG, uh, my like one of my primary uh, testing group is from Japan. Uh, some of you guys may know like Takuya and Eda and them. Um, so usually when it comes to international or world event, I usually test with them. And I'm very, you know, uh, we're we're all like really good friends. So we keep in touch uh, constantly each other with you know what's going on here, like the situation here and the situation over there, whether it's competitive scene or whether it's just simply uh buying cards or you know anything pokemon related we just keep in touch with us and you know each other uh so to start with it i guess uh two years ago in japan they had a very similar uh situation where we call the pokemon boom uh, pokemon yeah, yeah. card boom where it exploded um it's very very similar yet it was slightly different uh, like a little there are some few minor differences between the situation here and over there because it has like few variables that we don't have in here that they did, which I'll, you know, I will uh, go over more in depth about those variables. Like, you know, as the story progressed. Yeah. But it's very similar to here. Um, I assume uh, here it was Logan Paul that kind of triggered somewhat. Yeah. That's a, that's what, I mean, that's what I would blame. Like, I think there was like, there's over 300,000 people watching him open one booster mm-hmm. box, and um, his, it, he's got to be the biggest name person, like, yeah. celebrity-wise that did it, and then it Makes just sense. took off. I think everyone started, like, Twitch just became, if you're a streamer on Twitch, you just open Pokemon cards, and your t- Twitch numbers yeah. went up insane. Like, all the Twitch people were, like, 
you could just open Pokemon cards and get double the viewers. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. that's just what that's just what happened. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, so similar similar to Japan, uh Japan also had uh uh this one guy, uh his name is like Hajime. Uh he's like the number one. He's kinda, I'm not sure if he still is, but at least two years ago he was like the number one biggest YouTuber in Japan. And he's pretty much like our age, pretty much like late twenties okay. so. Uh from that generation basically, like the first gen. And he also he he used to be uh, a card gamer as well. Like I know okay. he play like Yu-Gi-Oh for his funds, like his personal hobby and whatnot. Uh, I don't know where exactly it started first, but as far as I remember, couple like uh, semi, like semi big, like not top tier, but like you know, it's like slightly big tier YouTubers were like um, playing Pokemon cards. It all started with uh, Pokemon in Japan, Pokemon Company in Japan releasing a starter deck for five dollars, where their okay. theme was basically. Easy to pick up, super cheap, you know, just five dollars theme deck, and you have like two GXs guaranteed inside. Um, play with your friends, you know, quick play basically. Um, so they released like uh seven or eight different for each type, um, five dollar theme decks, and then um, they um, so that became on the stores, and I guess the YouTubers kind of picked it up as in like oh this looks fun let's you know pick it up since it's cheap and let's play and see how it goes you know and when they played and <laughs> they were like oh my god this is actually pretty simple but it's a pretty fun game you know yeah so the word kind of spread like began to spread like that until eventually like the biggest youtuber you know um heard that and same thing, you know, he just made one up. video where it's like, you see, the other day I picked up a Pokemon card, like started deck for funsies, <laughs> and it turned out to be really, really fun. And I kind of got into it. So as all those YouTubers were releasing about Pokemon card is actually fun, um, they were also slowly but surely discovering that um, some of the high rarity cards, like the full arts or the gold, you know, like the gold yeah. rare cards, uh, those were not a cheap card. They were pretty like priced in Japan. Yeah. Uh, Japan usually they usually maintain like a pretty higher value than here when it came to like higher rarity cards in general. Yeah. So it wasn't like it wasn't like expensive because of the YouTubers. Like let's say like the Ultra Prism Full Art Lily was like uh, two hundred three hundred dollars from the get go. Wow. Pretty much. That's yeah. Crazy. Before before all this crazy thing happened. Okay. Yeah, so, and I guess the primary difference between here and in Japan was that, um, the you know, like, here the full arts are expensive, but if you notice, like, the, a lot of the playable gold rare cards are not expensive no. as, like, full arts, you know? In Japan, it was, like, the opposite. In Japan, people also value playable cards, you know? Okay. So they were naturally, yeah. uh, naturally expensive by default, along with full arts. Yeah. Uh, therefore, um, when the YouTubers began, they were like, they didn't go immediately like basic, you know, they just like immediately went, um, latest sets because they were, they were interested. Yeah. They thought they were mainly interested on the playing aspect where the game was actually fun. So they wanted to get into, you know, competitively, or they wanted to like, kind of like see how far they can go competitive wise. And along the way, as kind of like, it, it was more like a bonus thing where it's like, 
oh my god, if I crack these packs, I can actually have a chance to win all these like expensive gold full art cards, you know? Yeah. So that's that's like the perspective they start to view. And then that's how I guess that's how in Japan pack opening videos began, you know? Where people were like, How much like how much you know video like, oh, how much it's gonna cost me to, to get... pull full art acer roller or something, yeah. you know? That's what things like that. It's it's crazy. I think that would that would have been so much cooler if like Logan Paul mm-hmm. was playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like that's why <laughs> like as a competitive player, you always want people to play the game. And it's like like the dream is to like show up and like Steve Aoki's across the table from yeah. you. You're playing. And so it's kinda cool. I think that makes a lot more sense in Japan. Uh, I think the game is a lot more competitive out there. I think people take it yeah, more serious. Definitely. Yeah. Out here, I feel like uh, most people have never, don't even even care. Like they're like they don't even <laughs> read what the card does. They're just like, oh, it's shiny. <laughs> it's like I I don't know. I kind of get both sides because I, when I was a kid, all I did was collect them. Mm-hmm. And like I think um, in the West, I think in all Pokemon, it was more like gotta catch them all. Like I'm yeah, just trying yeah, to collect sure. them all, not trying to battle. But I think it's really cool that they started out like wanting to play the game and found out that it was cool. But, but I guess the resources, I mean, it's hard to say, I guess $5 isn't yeah, like really isn't anything to like someone YouTubers, but I guess it's something, it's kind of like, um, an anomaly where you're like, why is this so cheap? Like I can just put $5 Mm -hmm. and I can start playing the game, which is something we don't have here, but, um, it'd be cool if we did. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, each deck came with, like, two GXs. Yeah, that's insane, because... Yeah. I think we're we're heading in that direction. I think they're... Slowly, yeah, yeah, slowly. slowly. They're putting stuff out like that. Um, Maybe maybe people will start playing more, but... um, Yeah, I don't know. Definitely. Everyone jumped on base set. Like, I I think it's really cool that that you can see the opposites, where um, in, in a collector's mind, it's like, let me get the oldest. The oldest thing... Where their mindset was like, I played this um, theme deck. The game was super fun. I want mm-hmm. the rarest cards that I can play right now. Yeah. Uh, which I'm kind of yeah. like, as a competitive player, like, I know that sounds also, cool, but you don't <laughs> you don't want yeah. that because you're also you want to yeah, play yeah, these cards. Sure. No, trust me, because right. uh, granted, um, that's like one of the main variables that I was mentioning earlier that we had and our Japan had and, you know, U.S. didn't have was that aspect. And I would say probably, and I'm not necessarily saying like Logan Paul was going to like guarantee he was going to play competitive or he's going to try to play something at all. Or, I mean, who knows, but, yeah. you know, but at that time, two years ago, we didn't have the coronavirus, you know, now yeah. we do. So that's like another major difference. Like, True. Two years ago, we also had uh, tournaments, like accessibility mm-hmm. tournaments. So it was more like an easier environment for yourself to, you know, just whether casual or competitive, you had more access to play games with other people or yeah. have a motive, you know, to travel or trying to do something, you know? Yeah, that is. It is hard to say. You're right. Because, like, it would be, oh, you're right. It's so crazy if you really think about, like, all these people jumping into the game. If mm-hmm. they knew, if we had events and we were going, we were traveling every week and they they seen, like, 
the hype behind it, you never, you don't know. You don't know. Could have been, yeah. could have been these people are like, all right, let me go check this out. But in the yeah. coronavirus era that we're in, it's just like, mm-hmm. it's hard. There's no, there's no hi- <laughs> hype behind it. So maybe, exactly. maybe when there's the, the first event in the Western world happens again, yeah. we might see someone so, go like, Hey, you should go check this out. But we'll yeah, see. for sure. And I mean, it's kind of like the way I kind of see it, it's very similar to how all, like how most of us like competitive players got into the game where like a lot of us, not necessarily were playing the game when, you know, when we were little, but, you know, eventually throughout the years, we're like, oh, this is kind of cool. And we discovered, oh, hey, this game is pretty fun. Let me go to events. And then, you know, yep. we know the story. We get hooked <laughs> in the game. Yep. And then from there on, it starts. So I yeah. think it's like a similar perspective where in Japan two years ago, they had that. And two years later, when it happened here, we didn't have, you know, that we didn't have that, yeah. And as a result, um, that happened and everyone pretty much discovered like, you know, expensive cars in the packs. So similar to here, everyone basically began to buying a lot of packs more than what the Pokemon company was producing, you know? So as a result, um, you know, similar to here, if you go to like Pokemon centers two years ago during that time, uh, you could not buy packs because you couldn't find any, you know? People were just buying crazy because everyone wanted to open packs. The other aspect was the player, the population of the players also grew. Like, a lot of the players in Japan that bought the cards weren't necessarily... I mean, of course, there are resellers, there are collectors, you know? Like, just like any other parts in the world. But one thing I've noticed from there was uh, because the YouTubers were playing, they also got curious from influence. You know, they got influence from the influencer. So the people that get influenced decided to play the game up, you know, as well. And, you know, Pokemon is a fun game yeah, you know, is, yeah. in general. I mean, I don't know about right now necessarily. But, uh, who knows? Yeah. You know. That's up for debate, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to learn and it's pretty complex for how the rule is simple. You know, yeah. it's like a chess. So a lot of people who try the game also got into it. And, you know, now there's like this environment of let's buy packs and let's, competed events basically oh. for fun it, like it doesn't matter if you're going to be like the very best of the best uh it was more of like let's buy you know let's get cars and let's play with people basically that was like the atmosphere that i felt two years ago and there was no packs uh the worst part for the people two years ago was um uh, so you know here in america or like outside of japan uh yeah. when a new set comes you have like a two weeks period for the cards to become legal yeah 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 um in japan at that time they didn't have that <laughs> yeah it's like the third friday so, of the month or something yeah whatever that is so there was like uh yeah there was like legit like this one awkward moment where a sick came out and a week later there was a big regional oh and, and there's all no my, cards all my friends were yeah all my friends were legit messaging me saying like i don't know if i can get the cards before the tournaments that's uh, dang that is crazy <sighs> Yeah, it's such a weird thing because like it's like part of me when you when you talk about it because I didn't think about it that way where Mm -hmm. um, if we had events that maybe there would be a lot more people playing and like which is great Mm -hmm. like I I preach that all the time like I want more people playing but there is downsides to that like if Mm -hmm. if we were playing and 
they Logan Paul didn't only just open base that he was like, Oh look, I am playing this game and I'm going to these events. Mm-hmm. You need the newer cards. And like those are all gone. You can't find those on TCG player. Like it would just be crazy, like to even think that way. And I'm like, I, I mean, want it, he... but like I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, trust me, it's uh, like that's. I mean, that's exactly where Japan went. Like so, after all this, eventually, what happened is like, uh, like I said, those biggest, like the biggest YouTubers that I mentioned that pretty much started everything in Japan. Of course, they went to regional. They competed it, and of course, the Pokemon company was aware aware of that. You know, yeah. So they pretty much broadcast them on stream. Like you know, they threw them on the stream match tables, or I think sometimes they did interviews or things yeah. like that. You know, they pretty much threw the spotlight because you know when there's like a tension like that, you kind of have to take advantage of the situation because from Pokemon company perspective, the best you want is the game to grow you know yes that 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 was the whole topic of last week is like yeah the whole the goal is always to grow the game there's no other goal there's no like i want you to be happy with these cards it's always how do we make more people play the game not how Mm -hmm. do we make the players that are playing the game happy that's not the goal the goal is how to get more people to play the game so yeah like yeah that makes a lot of sense and as a result, uh, as a result, the game gained a lot of attention, and the player uh, the player population grew like a lot. It was already big, though. Trust yeah, me. Yeah. Before that, it was already big, but now it became ridiculous. Like I'm talking about, like Masters. First of all, Masters has like a 1600 cap for regionals. Oh gosh, uh, that's gonna get capped all the time, and probably like. Two third of the players doesn't even make it to registration. That's oh, yeah. That's just one division. Like I'm not talking about juniors and seniors. I'm talking about just masters. Just masters. Yeah, and this is Gosh. before coronavirus. Like it got to the point where people had to line up for hours and hours outside of the venue just so they can get into the, into the regional game. venue. Gosh, yeah, that's how many. That's how much people were there. That's crazy. Like I mean, we always we fear that like. Cause I was, yeah. e- even in the Corona times, like I talked about it, I'm like, I hope they don't cap the event when we come back <laughs> because like, we're never going to get in. We had the one cap on, I think it was like the Nashville open that capped and like you had to, they're like, we're going to open up 500 spots and like mm-hmm. at seven o'clock and at seven Oh five or at like seven Oh one there, it was all gone. And you're like, mm-hmm. and all these people are sad. But if that was every regional, Gosh, that would be rough. That would be so rough. Yeah, but I think I, I don't know. Yeah. In America, they're like, let's just get a bigger venue. <laughs> like they're like, let's just get the <laughs> biggest venue. We're gonna have five thousand people. The more money we can make, the better. So like, I don't, I don't know. I think Japan's a little different on that side. I think um, For sure. people are super greedy over here, and they're just gonna shove as many people into the smallest spots <laughs> ever. And we're gonna we're gonna be playing on top of each other. But um, yeah. It's a, it's it's something to think about. Like I hope, uh, yeah. I, I hope that doesn't happen. But it's cool. Like th- the pop, the the idea of it being so popular that you can't. It's hard to play. Is like mm-hmm. super. As a, as a Pokemon player, it's like I wish that was like how awesome it was. I wish there was that type of attention on the game. Because like I do yeah. interviews with the best players in the world like every week, and I'm like, more people need to know you, like Xander. Mm-hmm. 
Like you just you're like the youngest person to ever top eight a world's and like who knows you? Not enough people. Everyone needs to know you. What is this? This is trash. And like that's yeah. that's the type of attention I want on the game. So hopefully hopefully we get events back and like Yeah. I like I, mean, I like granted, what you're saying. I mean, granted, like I said, as a result the player grew. There was a lot of attention and of course the competitive scene was open, so the competitive scene also gained a lot of attention because the YouTubers were also a part of it. Whether, of course, like the YouTubers weren't winning events, but yes. you know the the eyes were pretty much on the cars and the events. And as a result, uh, all the veteran uh, pro players or like players that are good on the you know the been good in, in the game for years, uh, they gained a lot of spotlight. And granted, I will say it wasn't because of the YouTubers necessarily. It was more of like. Now that everyone's looking at that way, I felt like the Pokemon company in Japan decided to uh, take all those spotlights to the veteran, like the pro players as well. And as a result, uh, a lot of the players, they became very, very uh, famous or known popular. in the community. Uh, popular. So, like, celeb- like, you know, some of the players are treated as, like, almost celebrity. I'll That's say. awesome. Because, yeah. Yeah, I would think that like if if like Logan Paul decided to start playing, who's he gonna ask to to train him? You're gonna get like Azul mm-hmm. or Tord or or someone like that, yeah. and then it's like you're 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 going to the moon, Azul. You're going to the moon at that point, which like <laughs> that'd be awesome. Like to see to get like Azul who streams every day. He has like two three hundred viewers. If he had Logan Paul backing him. The, the viewership on Pokemon would, for him, in general, which, like, everyone, uh, people need to understand, uh, like, this isn't a competition. If if Azul mm-hmm. gets 1,000 people watching him every day, 2,000 people watching, that trickles. That's a trickling effect. Everyone gains from this. So it's like, mm-hmm. it would be so awesome to see something like that. Like, mm-hmm. and, and like, like you said, I mean, Japan's a little different, and, like, people watching this understand that. Um, would would Azul be fucking Justin Bieber? No, but in the Pokemon world, like it would be, he he'd be like, yeah, he'd sure. be like super famous. It'd be crazy, and yeah, I, I think a lot of people in the community. I mean, I've talked to like Sam Chen, everyone. It's always mm-hmm. been a dream to to see someone make a like legitimate like obviously people make money and and make a living off of Pokemon, but mm-hmm. to make a like real living like you're making crazy money that like you never have to think about um finding a new job or you might need a new job like that is always Mm -hmm. a dream for like people so and i hope events come back soon because it would would be so cool it'd be so cool then we get logan paul on this podcast boys (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would be definitely Yeah, I mean it's a it's a win win situation, right? Yeah, like I think a lot that I think a lot of people in the community don't realize that. I think a lot of people, yeah, um, like I've got DMs from people that are like, "This guy does the same type of podcast as you." I'm like, "Dude, there's enough. There's enough for everyone. This is I'm out here. I'm here to support everyone. This is a trickle effect. If someone's watching his podcast, odds are they're gonna start watching mine. So it's like." That's a, there's no there there's no competition in in um internet media at this point like there's enough for everyone yeah you know? I mean now I guess now we spoke 
the cool side, and I guess I can get in touch with the dark side. Oh yeah, yes, that's the dark side. The dark is side. kind of the best part. Let's let's get into that because yeah, um, so the dark side or the negative uh, side, I'll say, yeah. is of course when a game grows a lot. Um, well, I should mention this first. Uh, regionals in Japan, uh, unlike the regionals here, um, there's no money prizes. Mm-hmm. Um, in Japan, you don't win money for prizes. Uh, you get like promos and stuff. And, stuff. Okay. You know, you can kind of yeah maneuver around. So there's like no money on the line. That's crazy. The... Yeah, but like, you had to throw money at Americans to get them start playing. <laughs> now yeah. in Japan, they're like, uh, our max out, and exactly. we, if we get a Pikachu, all right, down. Yeah, you get trophies and all that, but no money. Basically, okay. Yeah. That's kind of weird. So they play. Sure. They they play this crazy tournament, like super size tournament, ten round best of one. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Top cut of eight or 16, usually eight, I'll say. It's like a long day, and it's, well, everything is best of one, so it's super hard to win, and yeah. everyone is pretty good at the game. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of intense, and the game is, you know, the game is at a good state. Um, there's a lot of demand. Uh, the population grew. Uh, there's a lot of tension. There's no money involved, but if you win a hard tournament like this, in a state like that, uh, you get a lot of attention from the community. That's true. Like, granted, one thing I could I could say is that I do know for a fact where someone won like a major tournament, and like the trend in Japan is um, they can write an article about their winning deck or anything. Okay. Good, right. I do know a player that posted his article about his deck and. Let's just say he made enough money to go on a trip back and forth from one country. That's crazy. Yeah. Like... Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of attention you get, and there, there, there's basically no money, but there's a lot on the line if you do well, right? Because of the attention. So as a result, um, as any other card game in the world, um, not all the players that joins into the game is necessarily the most honest and fair players, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of shady things, or the odds of shady things, or unpleasant player uh, yeah. coming into the community also increases as well. You know, uh, that along with uh, shortage of supply from high demand. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do know that the way that Japan managed to kind of control that was basically demanding most of the stores pretty much i'll say yeah i'll say like roughly 90 80 percent of the stores had to have a limit you know customer per limit on purchase yeah to begin with or else you know pretty much it kind of it's going to come down to first come first serve you know of course there were like some stores in japan that didn't have those limitations but for the most part they have to begin with you know to kind of keep everything in control or try to control whether they have to do that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I and think that, that's happening here, too. I think yeah. Lot, well, uh, I wouldn't say your local store, but, like, stuff like Target is already saying that you can only buy one and stuff like that. My Target still doesn't have that. Uh, my, mine has yeah. signs that say that, but I don't think anyone listens to that, so... I don't know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, granted, and there's always, like, loopholes and whatnot, you know? Yeah, always. And yeah, I, but I think it's very important to have those limitations for, you know, trying to get some control. Because if uh, there's no limitation, people are just going to go nuts. Yeah. I mean, I, we already saw that here. Yeah. 
Like, I feel uh, at this point, like, major companies are distributors. They're not even retailers. Like, you're mm-hmm. you're giving reseller stuff and, like, it just, it is what it is. And, and then it trickles down. It's such a bad effect because, like, these retail stores like Target get bought out automatically um, to yeah. a, a reseller. A reseller puts it at a price. And then your local game store goes, well, that's the price. And now your local game store has become a reseller <laughs> instead of a retail thing. And, like, yeah. they use the excuse of, like, well, that's the market price. That's what we're going by. And, like, I get it, but it just – it as a consumer, it sucks. And But mm-hmm. I, I, there's no real way to stop it, I think. I don't yeah. know. Unless, unless I, mean, I – like, I don't know anything. Unless there's just – I mean, there is a limit thing, but – there's so many like bots. Like I've got into yeah for sure. Yeah, I've got into like buying shoes now and and like computer parts and like those things sell out instantly. And it's like the only way that happens is bots. And like people like Danny Phantom who who have a YouTube channel about selling stuff. He said he pretty much says if he puts anything on his website, it it almost just sells out instantly. And like mm-hmm. the only way that happens is if someone has a bot that is like monitoring his website where he can yeah. put something up it automatically just gets sold at, mm-hmm. i mean as a retailer you're like that's great but as like someone that's part of the community like even he's talked about it it's like it doesn't feel right it feels yeah scummy you know mm-hmm. so i don't i don't like i don't know where we could go from here on that but i mean as far as i know the way I um the way i guess kind of japan overcame eventually yeah was put you know like i said to start with it was putting the limitation and pretty much people had to kind of hang in there until uh they increase the production of the packs and that's something i don't know if tpci i mean i know tpci has been reprinting things but i don't know if they're thinking of incrementing their you know their prints prints for overall do you, do you think that has a lot, like, because we are in the COVID era, do you think production is down because of COVID? Uh, I definitely would like to say yes. Uh, I right. do have a strong feeling that it's most likely yes. Um, it's not Pokemon related, but for example, I've been kind of playing Digimon lately. Okay. And Digimon is also kind of suffering. Um, they kind of, their releases got pushed back due to coronavirus, um, I guess, holding their production. Yeah. Um, Japan Japan is currently also uh, and speaking speaking Pokemon again yeah. uh, Japan is also in a similar spot where the cards are inflating like crazy right now too due to coronavirus because you know there's no event so you know people begin to collect and yeah. they also start to look look back at the older cards so the older cards in Japan are also inflating pretty much this whole inflation for cards it's pretty much worldwide, worldwide uh, scenario right now yeah that's crazy uh, but the one major difference between Japan and US right now is that you can still buy packs in Japan without problem because I guess Japan went through that thing two years ago so they just incremented their production Election. where they constantly they're trying to make sure they have enough for yeah forever <laughs> so pretty much That's if you go true. to Pokemon Center you'll find packs right now even though cars are like like super yeah. expensive right now. yeah I said like Rolls bought like shining uh 
those shiny. Shining. Fates. What was it? Shining Fates with the Crobats. He like he's bought them from oh, Japan, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, mm-hmm. to imagine, could you even get that here in America? Like, <laughs> I don't even know. I'm like, we're like what less than ten days out, and I'm like thinking in my head, I might have to like stay the night at a Target the on the 18th just to get like an ETB, and like all I, mean, I want to do is give the ETB. To the fans of this podcast, I just want to give it away. And like in my head, I might have to sit in a line the night before at a Target and hope that I get one. I don't like. I don't even know how to approach it at this point. It's like that mm-hmm. insane. I oh, mean, I, in yeah, go ahead. In, in Japan, it's pretty common to like you have to line up at the stores for the most part. Like I've been lining, I've been lining to stores like since I was a little kid. Like, really? for me, uh-huh. it was normal. For me, it was legit normal to go to go to the store at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. in the morning and wait until 10 a.m. for them to open and pray you can get. Like, that's yeah. just not even, like, Pokemon thing. I'm talking about anything in general that it's on trend, basically. Trend, yeah. Yeah, I- like, <laughs> I had, like, when I was a kid, uh, like, just a little stupid example, but, yeah. like, I was like into Beyblade because in Japan was like Beyblade hype. Yeah, like, Beyblade was, was dope. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I couldn't find Beyblades in Japan like because it was like the hottest thing at that time, you know? Yeah. And I had to like, and I had to like kind of guesstimate like because they usually restock like Saturday, but we couldn't tell which week. So I had to pretty much line up at six, seven in the morning almost every Saturday. And first of all, pray they restock, number one. Number two, pray you're in the front line enough to get it. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's kind of where, where I'm at. I'm like, I know <laughs> I know the set drops the 19th. It's like, but when does the vendor come to put in the product? And exactly, did it already get put out on accident? Because like that happens like <laughs> so much in in America where it's like, yeah. you like how many people are by we're at, we're at, we're the sixth. Or so when this is filmed, it's Saturday. So Monday, it's like the ninth. I'd say by the tenth, someone will already have product and like opening it on YouTube. Like, look, mm-hmm. my my fucking GameStop gave me this. It's like goddamn. <laughs> it's like how do we even have a chance? Like you're just out here guessing. Like I don't know. I hope yeah. the my goal. Like I live five five minutes from a Target. My goal is to. Wake up on the on. The, actually, I work all night, so I'm just gonna stay up, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna go, and um, hopefully, like, and like, I live in kind of a rural area. Like, if if you live yeah. in in Vegas, I'm like on the very as far like if you left my house, it's you're going into the desert, and there's nowhere else, <laughs> and there just happens to be a Target that is just back here, and I'm like. This might be the best target, you know? Though who's coming here? Yeah. So, but again, if I go to that target right now, there still is zero Pokemon cards. So, yeah. people are coming. So, I'm hoping that I can go there on the 19th and pick up some products. Yeah. But um, uh, if not, I don't know, guys. Eventually, I'll be able to give get, get a giveaway going. But that's the goal. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's such a weird thing because like we never had worry about that stuff like at, like i used to sit here and like talk to people that like because they knew i played pokemon they're like oh you play yeah. pokemon they're like dude i got cards dude and I, they, i'd be like 
I was like, I have to tell him like, you might think these cards are worth something. These cards are not worth anything. Like, I was like, if you want real value, you need the cards that are good in the competitive game. Because like years ago, it's like Shaman was like a hundred bucks, and a Charizard was like. 20 but you get based at charizard for 20 dollars like yeah i'm like your charizard really ain't shit like it just isn't like i know it's cool i think it's cool um but you just can't you're not gonna make any money off it and then it felt like just a snap of the finger and everything was <laughs> one to two hundred dollars oh, yeah. everything yeah, you're just oh. like they're like uh, my PSA 10 Diglett, uh, $300. I'm like, that's a Diglett, guys. That's a Diglett. What are we doing here? But a Pokemon card turn into stock. Yeah, 100%. I'm like, I'm like, in my head, if I, obviously I'm going to give out a giveaway, but if I can get shiny fits, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't even want to open it. I don't, I'm not even going to gamble with it. I'm going to put this on a shelf. Hopefully in 10 years, I could, I could buy a house. <laughs> It's like yeah. that's kind of where we're at. Like, hopefully, I don't know. Like, it, things things are always up in the air when it comes to investing. Um, mm-hmm. But I, in my personal opinion, I think there's so much money that's been dumped into this by everyone that it's hard for something like that to just die. Like, people want yeah. a return on their investment, so it's like just for to think that something just like oh. I know, like, two years ago, we dumped millions of dollars in this, but, like, today it's 10 bucks. I just don't feel like that's gonna happen. So, I do feel so, like investing in stuff like this is a good idea. So, here's my question to you, Zach. Yeah. Uh, we kind of already briefly talked about this already, but I still want to ask you. Um, if, like, let's say, mm, for some magical world, uh, coronavirus hadn't existed, okay. and we had yes events basically running like two years ago. Like everything is kind of like similar to normal, but we have the hype, you know. The okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think the players for events will increment if that was the case? And my other question is: Do you think? Do you think the gold secret rare cards, like you know, like gold quick balls, metal saucer, whatever those cards? Do you think they will also get inflated or not? Um, my thought is, I, I think we would start it at base set. I do think the same thing would have happened. I think Logan Paul would have opened a first edition base set deck because yeah. um, at that time, or we just don't have first edition stuff. And like people, especially in America, value age stuff. And um, I think. Uh, people of that stature are looking to make money off of stuff. And mm-hmm. um, it's just a, like a, a common thought is the older something is, the more value it is. Even even though in Pokemon it wasn't like that, it just wasn't. Mm-hmm. That's just how it wasn't. But um, from the outside, anyone from the outside of the game all, would always think that their base set Charizard or their base set cards are a lot more valuable than your full art marnie or whatever so i think it would have started there and then it would have blown up and all these youtubers would have done it but at least one would have went and looked at it and goes what is happening like what do i do with this i know it's a cardboard but people do stuff with this and it would i think Mm -hmm. it would have only took one like big youtuber to go all right i want to learn the game and then i think connections would have happened and someone like 
Azul or someone would have started coaching like Logan Paul or someone. And then mm-hmm. I think the competitive would have taken off. I think it would have been insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, let's be real. I a hundred percent like if as a competitive player, um, I don't care too much. But when you when you when you look at a player that's playing all blinged out cards, there's something in you. There's something in you that looks at it and goes, "Damn, that's cool." Damn, that's cool. And like, if if you're a YouTuber and you're going to the game, like, especially because I had, I mean, I I'm friends with Chum, and when he got into the game, mm-hmm. all his shit was blinged up. Like at the end of the day, <laughs> um, he in his head was like, I'm not the best player in the world, but I'm gonna look the best. I'm gonna look the best. So if you had a whole community of people coming into the game that were not that great at the game, but they had a bunch of money. Like yeah. the the price of those cards are just gonna skyrocket, especially with the, with the boom. So uh, we're yeah. kind of we're seeing that now um, without uh, games, which is which is crazy. But I think that's just like um, people taking advantage of things. Because like I personally know people that will go on TCG Player, buy out all of uh, a certain type of card, and then just yeah. throw it up there for a hundred dollars and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And and nowadays. Um, uh, like I've talked to a lot of people, they found that sticks somehow. That sticks. The people that are buying these cards look look at that, and they don't see like um that's a that's a roller skater girl. They see yeah. that that <laughs> card's worth a hundred dollars. Oh, I I want that. And then more people that then once one person starts buying, it, they're like, oh god, that card's worth how much? Boom, I need that. And then it's just starting to stick. Where, like, back in the day, if someone did that, like, they took Roller Skater and they bought them all and put them up there for 100 we would look at it because at that time, all the value was in playable cards. Like, your Charizards weren't worth garbage. Your Shaman, your Shaman EX was worth the most because you needed four of them for your deck. So if you took yeah. a Roller Skater and threw it on there and we'd go... Why is that roller skater a hundred dollars? And a week later, it'd be back down to twenty five cents because they weren't selling them. But in the age we live now, people are just looking at that number and going, "Oh, that card's worth money! Holy shit!" So, and then that just caught fire. And if you if you look at every uh, full art trainer now, it's they're all like a hundred dollars, and I'm like, like in my head, I'm it was cool because I took mine because. Dude, I, yeah. I had a binder full of garbage cards. Like, I'm a competitive player. I look at Roller Skater. I read the card. I'm like, God, I just pulled like the shittiest card. Like this thing, I just sit in my binder. And then someone, mm-hmm. someone hit me up. It was like something's happening on TCG Player. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He sent me a link. I'm like, why is Roller Skater sixty dollars? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I think I got three of those. <laughs> It's like it just became it was cool, but in like perspective, no, it's trash because going further, <laughs> like further on, like the new set that's about to drop, um, what is the Shining Fates or whatever? There's four or five yeah. full art supporters, and like I was always a person that I was like, um, I'll spend twenty, I'll spend the extra ten dollars for the full art supporter because it just looks cool, and now sure, it's like. Yeah. When we go back to events, <laughs> I'm not even having fun. I'll play non-hollow everything because, like, the price gap on those are just insane. 
And yeah. it might it might get better. I mean, it might even get worse if, if people do start playing, where you're like cards that yeah. are competitive are just outrageous. So I don't know, but like we like as Pokemon players, we complain about that. Um, we complain about the prices of stuff and like. If you ever talk to someone that plays like a game like Magic, they're like, "Well, what are you talking about, guys? Like <laughs> these cards are super cheap." And I'm like, "We're, we're just so used to like we're having, spoiled like yeah. that." <laughs> There's so many options. You can get a reverse hollow that's like a dollar more, or you could play the basic card that is like uh, 25 cents. It's uh, <laughs> they do the same thing. It's fine. Um, yeah, where. Like it's just a weird thing where if 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 it ever did blow up, that twenty five cent card might be a ten dollars, which I don't I don't know how that would affect the I game. Mean, I, I mean, at one point, via seekers or like mm-hmm. ultimals, cards like that, it became like five ten dollar card in Japan. Yep. The I common think, ones, though. Oh, the, the I think we got up we got up a little bit on those, but that was more. When it became like an expanded card, where like you couldn't yeah, yeah, buy, yeah. buy packs, like it took a lot of time to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no! When, but you're right. If if it does get mm-hmm. competitive, like like it is in Japan, I could mm-hmm. see those basic cards that are four ofs and decks being a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know how to feel about that because we are spoiled. You're right. We're spoiled, <laughs> and we don't. And, like, it's crazy how much we complain about everything in this community. And, like, we really just don't understand. And you would think, like, the coronavirus and all this would, like, enlighten people on, like, dude, we took advantage of so many opportunities that that we had that we don't have today. And But, yeah. no, no, Twitter's just full of everyone complaining still about anything. So, I don't know. I I want it like personally. Like I want it to blow up. I want these people that are really good at this game to get the recognition that they deserve. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I it, it it takes um, some type of icon like a YouTuber or something to start putting a lot more light on the game. Um, I really do feel like Pokemon right before the pandemic, Pokemon was diving mm-hmm. super hard into VGC. Their their video mm-hmm. game just came out. They're really excited oh, yeah. about it. Um, they were just pumping, trying to get it all. But as we see, I'm just uh, I'm not not trying to be biased. The card game is just more popular. It's just more always has been, always will be. Like the the prize pool for VGC is just always trash. They got like a hundred people there. Like their numbers were getting higher. But I'm telling you, even if the numbers got higher, and then Logan Paul did this. TCG just gotta blow them out the fucking water, boys. Like, it's just, I wish Pokemon would just accept that. Just accept that the TCG is just a more popular game. Let's push it. And I, I mean, I think they're doing things. Like, they, they did put out that new thing to teach people how to play the game. And yeah. so, like, maybe when we go back, um, we might get that push. We might get that push that we wish we had. Um, and, and I think Pokemon does a lot of cool stuff. Like, before the pandemic started, they were they were doing like these highlight videos with, I think it was like Azul or Jimmy. They were doing these videos where they followed them around and talked to them. And like, I'm not 100 oh, yeah. percent sure. I just know because I'm in the freaking tournament hall with them, and there's a guy with a giant fucking boomstick. <laughs> so yeah. like, obviously something's happening there. So oh yeah, I think sure. it's cool. I think I hopefully when we get back, um, these all these people that are collecting. 
And if you are a collector, like, I appreciate that on every podcast. If you are a collector, I, I have a list of resources on in the description. These people have nothing to do with the podcast. They are just great players. They have great YouTube channels. There's great Facebook groups. There's Twitches. I post them all down below because at the end of the day, it's, it's about growing the game. I just want you to play. You're like the, the stuff we talk about here. I, I did a, like a two hour podcast with someone that I've never hung out with at events. And we just talked mm-hmm. about all the cool stuff that we do at events and how traveling so fun. Like there's so much fun in this game that like, I feel people sh- would just love it if they could compete. And like, hopefully you're watching this and you're a collector and you're, you go down to the, the description of this video and you just start following these people and like they put out content almost daily. I think Azul streams like four or five times a day or a week. Acelio's yeah. putting out like one video a day. Uh, Pablo's uh, he's putting out like two videos a day. And it's just like, there's so much you can absorb and just take. And uh, it's tough right now because there is no traveling. And like we talk about traveling being so much fun. Um, but we can't really show it. Yeah. Uh, and like, kind of have to hang in there. Yeah. We just hang in there. And I think once, once it happens, once we get back in the groove, I do, I, I think someone, one of these YouTubers is gonna start showing up. And, and, yeah. And like, just imagine if one person like was like, you know what? I'm going to qualify for worlds. It was like, it would just, mm-hmm. it would be, it would, it would just blow up. I think. The game would blow up, and I think we'd have we'd have backing. But like you said, there's always a dark side, and that 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 dark side has to do with your wallet and uh, trying to get into events, which wow. I, I'm I'm cool with. If if I can't play, <laughs> which I I don't I don't think that ever being being a problem because Pokemon gives you so many variants of like the type of cards you need getting the cards might mm-hmm. be difficult, but I feel like I'm ingrained in this community enough to be able to get the cards I need. Um, I mean, one of the things it? that Japan now has as a system is like, let's say if you, I think if you win like a cup or you do like top 32 or regional or something, uh, they will give you a priority priority registration for the next regionals. That'd because, be no, trust me, there are people using bots trying to make it into the registration for registrations. That's how ridiculous it is. Like I, I legit have friends that are world competitors that they legit says, Oh, I couldn't play this regionals because I couldn't make it into the refresh That's insane. Yeah. I don't think I, I wanna say we won't have that problem, but I know there are some TOs that don't want to deal with that many people. So I could see mm-hmm. caps. Which I think if we ever got that big, I think Pokemon would start taking over events uh, more often. I think. I think so too. Yeah, I know we give a lot of freedom to um, TOs, and I think a lot of TOs do good, do well. But when you get to a number that large, which in America um, could be crazy amounts, because where the venues that we have, we could we could have mm-hmm. giant events. Um, I think yeah. you just need bigger like a to is just not good enough like someone's got to step in and that's no that's no um i'm not trying to throw shade at anyone i just think Mm -hmm. uh bigger companies can handle events better when they're that size so also i just remembered i just remembered um 
uh, Taiwan. I have friends from Taiwan as well. And uh, Taiwan currently, currently Taiwan is also like, I'm pretty sure you've seen somewhere like the Facebook post about this cool 7-Eleven or whatever. They're also like in the middle of like a big Pokemon boom as well right now. And I remember that some of my friends from Taiwan told me, and also Taiwan is actually one of the countries that managed to control coronavirus really, really good right now. So uh, they're actually hosting events right now in Taiwan, like regional, regional scales. That's crazy. Um, They they legit told me they had like 3000 people. In Taiwan. God, that's crazy. So imagine, so I was like, I keep thinking every time. That is fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, so I, I think like, we're gonna. If we had events. Yeah. Because that's always, like, I even sat here the other day, and I was like, I talk about um, how I think it's going to be the biggest event ever, and then, like, I don't know, I get, playing the game, um, kind of get discouraged because the format sucks, mm-hmm. and in my yeah. opinion, I don't enjoy oh, it, fun. I'm not enjoying the game, um, and, like, so, so in my head, I'm like... Man, I don't. There's a lot of people I don't see playing, and I'm like, maybe the numbers would go down. But then, like having this podcast and talk about it, it's like just imagining if we had events while this boom was happening. There's no way mm-hmm. the numbers would skyrocket. It's just even if it wasn't consistent, like it, there yeah. would be at least one regional that would have some type of numbers that were just unbelievable. It would be like there's ten thousand people here, like. Yeah. try to win this game <laughs> would be yeah like that event would be insane it would just be and it would be fun i think it would be super fun um yeah i agree i don't know i nowadays it's tough because the corona thing even when we go back it's like so many people are on the fence there's so many people that are like so anti like anything, and then there's so many people that are like just open everything. So like once we go back in our first event, like I want to say it's going to be the biggest ever, but yeah, I think you're sure. going to have those people on the fence who are like, I'm not going to that. You guys are crazy, and then you're going to have those people true, like, uh, I'm going to that because it is what it is now. So it's like maybe that won't be the biggest one, but eventually, um. I, I want to say we're going to get back to normal life eventually. Um, and I think that's when we'll have the biggest event ever. And yeah, hopefully Logan Paul, I mean, it's, it's cool. Like he's going to, he has six more boxes. I mean, and the, the things are just going to go up. So we'll see what happens. I mean, let's face it. I think this is pretty much it's, you don't have to be like, we don't need to really guess too much, but uh, since Pokemon already got this, hype and attention already like you know worldwide i'm pretty sure if it's not regional somebody known is gonna try to go to worlds for sure for you know making a video of this or content creation yep it's great content like yeah (laughs) it's great content especially oh dude the 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 future is looking bright like it just takes one takes one person to go we're gonna i'm gonna commit i'm gonna commit to this (laughs) if you're gonna go fucking whoever is is playing pokemon we're going to events every weekend and like it could be crazy it could be crazy yeah it's i'm kinda... not saying we're gonna get events this year necessarily but not to mention that this year is yeah. the 25 year anniversary yeah yeah year too so it has a lot of weight there's a lot of weight and, and I, I, dude a pokemon's genius like a lot of people shit on pokemon but 
their marketing um, mm-hmm. is genius. They know what they're doing. Uh, so in this community, uh, we are in the competitive community, so we shit on Pokemon because they don't make us happy. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's not their goal. They don't go. They're like, sure, they want you to have fun playing the game, but they want more people to play the game. That's their goal, and I think they do that very well. I think um, where they're going at it, uh, mm-hmm. they know what they're doing, and I like the the content they're putting out is good and. I think they're not dumb. They they see no. they see the boom. They know, like. I mean, I like, would be worried how, if they don't see it. Yeah, I know. Like you, like people are like, what? What is world? You know what worlds is? Worlds is a f- marketing tool for them. Could th- could they oh, yeah. like why why do they have so many people go to worlds? Because put that on the internet. We had a fucking hundred thousand people coming to play Pokemon cards. Like that it's, is uh, that's like. a great fucking marketing tool that they'll dump as much money as they want into that because that is bigger than anything. Like it that, is. it's it's like the Super Bowl of Pokemon. So it's like basically that 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 that's a marketing tool. Like they're not yeah. trying to make you happy, boys. They're trying to make money and grow the game, and like that's how they make money. So yes, yes, the the marketing tool is gonna work. They're they're not dumb. They they see the boom. Our events will go up. The more I talk about it, yes, there's no even doubt in this. There's oh, man. Can you the, imagine the Pokemon Center store at the world? At oh, Worlds? my God. They already had issues the year I went. <laughs> I went I went the last two years. I wanted those stupid dice. Uh, I didn't even want the dice. Oh, yeah. People wanted the dice. I, 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 I'm I rolling with the... Souvenirs, souvenirs. Yeah, I get yeah. it. <laughs> well, I was TC, uh, TC Evolutions, so I wasn't yeah. even fucking with those. But other people wanted it. So I'm like, all right, let me go get you this. And then they're like, <laughs> you can only get one. I'm like, all right, got one. Got back in line, got back in. They're like, you already got yours. I'm like... Oh, this is how we're doing it. All right, I guess. So I had had other people get it, and like, it's just gonna be crazy. Let's see. Uh, Let's see how many people are gonna be camping out two days before or something. Yeah, that's gonna be like that. Oh my god, I'm. Oh, such a like. We had it. We had it so. We had it so good, boys. We had it so good, and we didn't take that advantage. (laughs) Now, like, worlds is gonna be crazy. You're gonna you're gonna have to have like dice rolls to see who sits in line for you, for your group. Hey, dude, I know we got this hotel, but I need you to go sit outside all night so we all can get these cards. Or the, I want that freaking hat, dude. So we're rolling, and you're sitting outside tonight, boys. <laughs> like that's a, it. It brings a new aspect. I think it's fun. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I think that was a great discussion. I think it was fun. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people watching this that are collectors, like, we got, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun, guys. And look, I really, at you, look at, go ahead. Look at your card, start reading the text. Yes, yes, <laughs> please. To figure it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, go down below, follow that, start playing. Uh, I preach this more than anything. Like, there's a lot of top players that are not playing. So, all, by playing, by learning the game right now, all you're doing is closing the gap. All you're doing <laughs> is closing the gap. Like, that gap is getting closed. Like, we see it online tournaments now. There's people like Cash, who wasn't at, like, no one would ever consider him before pandemic, like, top player. Now, 
uh, I, I, he's dominating these events and he's doing very well. And it's like, like I said, dude, all you're doing is closing the gap. Like there's people like Jimmy Pendarvis and, and a lot of people that just don't, aren't even playing. You got players like Danny, uh, who's just playing like meme decks because he's bored. It's like, yeah. And I don't play many of them. I don't want to play. The game's not fun. I don't really like the online thing. I don't like that either. But if you really want to get good at this game, it's the best time to get good because people aren't the good players aren't playing. Well, some of the good <laughs> players aren't playing. So like you you're just closing the gap. Just get in there, start playing, learn the game. And by the time we do have events, you never know. You never know. It might be a ten thousand person event with Logan Paul and friggin' George W. Bush. Who knows? Anyone could be there. And then you go in and you win, and like, there you are. Who knows? You could be the most famous Pokemon player ever. Like, you could just do that. We Like, it could be fun, guys. Just get in there and play. Just get in there and play. That's For all. Sure. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. I, I, I had a lot oh, of fun. Yeah. Um, Same here. Yeah, these discussions are always fun to talk about. Like, we go go in and into something like this it's like oh how are we gonna do this like don't worry man don't worry we will talk for days about pokemon <laughs> cards that's just how it works it's, a, it's how yeah. it is um yeah but hopefully gonna... it was like a fresh topic for everyone. yeah i think like you don't sit there and think about it too much you know like as much as i do this podcast and uh, we talk pokemon every week but to uh, sit down and actually have a conversation about something like this is um, refreshing, definitely. Because like wow. you, you do start doubting things. You do start thinking, like, um, yeah, maybe the card game is dying. But then I don't know, when you actually sit down and talk about it, it's like, obviously not. How stupid are you thinking? And, like, no, the, 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 yeah, like the commando seems going to be... Uh, peaking like it's gonna yeah it's gonna peak boys so jump on jump on now before um everyone does start playing again all right yeah so uh, by the time the good players get the attention you can be part of the good players yeah you can start yeah. you can just rip all the attention from them <laughs> yeah it's like oh, yeah. oh good way to go roll you took you went and got buff and stopped playing pokemon and now fucking johnny no name is uh now uh, coaching Logan Paul. Way to go, roll. Good job, dude. <laughs> but uh, come on the podcast. <laughs> come on the podcast. Bring bring all your friends. <laughs> this is why we're here, all right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, you got any shout outs or anything you want to do before uh, we wrap it all up? Uh, shout out to everyone, whoever is watching this podcast. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, shout out to whoever listened. And all the way here. <laughs> yeah, you here now? That's what's up. <laughs> and shout out to, I guess, all my friends and teammates uh, from Japan, US, Europe, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yep, dope, dope. Awesome, um, friends. We'll be back um, Friday with Pokemon Breakdown. Um, you guys really enjoyed the last one. I thought it was fun. Real went in. Um, we'll, we'll, I mean, I think we always go in. So. Definitely tune in for that. We're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. There's um, a lot of things are happening in February. There's, oh, yeah. So, like McDonald's promo. Yeah, there's just a lot. <laughs> that That's going to be fun to talk about. There's going to be a lot of stories coming out. Um, Logan Paul's opening cards. 
And then March next next March is like the whole battle styles thing. Like these next few months is just gonna be oh, yeah. really fun to talk Pokemon. So definitely subscribe. You don't want to miss these episodes. Like uh, they're just fun, guys. Like and, and it's the best news. I'm telling you. Um, we're more re- relatable than anyone else. Like, if you listen to this, you know, you know, everyone knows. We're not. There's no robots here. We're out here just talking, nope. having fun. All right, guys. Um, mm-hmm. So make sure you like, subscribe. We'll uh, be back Friday with that. Um, but for now, guys, we're gonna scoop it up. Oh, oh.